you're in school, it's not necessarily a deterrent. You can always find a way to make a partnership or use like relationships to, you know, get to the next level. You're listening to Side Hustle Pro, the podcast that teaches you to build and grow your side hustle from passion project to profitable business. And I'm your host, Nikayla Matthews Okome. So let's get started. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome. Welcome back to the show. Today, we are back with a check-in with our entrepreneur in residence. You guys were first introduced to Lisa Pegram back in July in episode 155 of Side Hustle Pro. Lisa is a data scientist that launched a cutting-edge home laser for melanated skin. She's built a career in analytics and is currently in pursuit of her PhD at Columbia. At the time of our last conversation, she had just launched her business, Bell 51. Bell 51 is a company dedicated to the specific woes of black and brown skin. And their Soleil laser is the first home laser therapy device that can achieve rapid clearing results at home for all skin types, particularly black and brown tones for whom existing laser technology has until now been ineffective or unsafe. So let's jump right in with Lisa and find out what's new post business launch. Lisa, welcome back to the show. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) So since we last spoke, you left your full-time job and officially started at Columbia. Tell us about that whole transition. Are you a full-time student now? Are you still side hustling? What's that been like? So there is, um, so I am a full-time student at Columbia right now. And um, it's, it's sort of like a side hustle in itself because uh, they kind of with uh, these doctorate programs, they pay you to go to school. So, um, you know, not a lot. <laughs> but they, pay, <laughs> they pay you to go to school. And so that's kind of like a job in itself. And I do have some um, work that I'm still doing for data science work as well. Mm-hmm. So have those two things going on at the same time, but nobody that is a full, that's paying my benefits and that besides, well, Columbia is paying my benefits, but I mean like no full-time employer in that capacity. So, I mean, it is quite challenging because it is like having basically a, a job, <laughs> being a full-time student though. There's a lot of expectations. Yeah. So I was about to ask you that. What's it been like juggling school and business? Um, so I think with, with, uh, school, it, there was a little bit of acclimation period. So I had to understand what was expected of me specifically from my advisor. So depending upon whether you have like a, I'm a young, cool advisor or like a, I've, you know, tenured advisor, or, you know, depending upon those different types of people and personalities, kind of like having a new boss, um, you have to know what the expectations are right. and whether they want to see your face in the office every day, whether they, you know, really care um, as long as you do your work. And so I've been happy enough to be <laughs> or blessed enough to have an advisor who just really more so cares about whether I do the work. So kind of balancing that out with my meetings and all the obligations and trying to figure out how to schedule in time specific- specifically for Bell. Okay. So you had just launched Bell 51 shortly before your last interview. Now, how did the launch go? Tell us about the first week. So the first week was really great. Um, So it happened to coincide 
uh, right around with our interview. I think we had launched maybe like a week right before the interview. And so, you know, we had a whole bunch of Side Hustle Pro people who came through. So thank you guys for supporting us. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it kind of, it didn't even, it it lasted a little bit longer than the first week. So um, it kind of went into, I would say almost a month of really good uh, interactions with the customer, signups, sales, things like that, where people were, you know, coming in, asking questions. I have um, a, I was going to say an app, but it's a plugin um, for my Shopify store called Tidio. And so basically it's like a, ch- it's like a chat, like a G chat for your phone. So it's getting a lot of interactions and messages there where people were asking questions. And so I think, I mean, and honestly, I was surprised by, um, you know, the response and it really did go well the first, the first week for sure. Oh, that's and sales awesome. were, yeah, sales went well. Sales were around, I expect, I mean, sales were right, right where I expected them, which I was hoping, you know, there's like, there's like the second in metacognition, it's called second order, second order metacognition, where you have a second pass over things. And so I really was hoping that my expectations of what would happen weren't really what was going to happen, but it came out <laughs> exactly. <laughs> But it came out exactly like it was still really, really good. And so, like, you know, like I was hoping like, oh, what if like I'm like super set and then (laughs) I just sell like a million of them. But it was still amazing. So. So did you order enough inventory? Were you prepared for the launch or uh, were you sold out or was it like, okay, we we have some room for a few more months to before we order? Yeah. So these. So, okay. So with the inventory thing, see what happened was that it's just a little bit, you know, of a balancing act, right? Yes. So this is not a cheap product. I'm not selling, you know, like lipsticks and, or I'm not saying that that like it's cheap. Maybe you're making it organically. So I'm not even going to go at, go at people like that, but I'm just saying that this is technology that I'm selling. So this is, is expensive. Each one is expensive. And so um, it's a, it's really like an interest and I'm bootstrapping it. Right. right. So it's, it's like, I can't just keep like 500 in stock and just, you know, wait. Um, so like the ordering, the, ba- the balancing act of ordering and supplying for the customers um, was challenging, but I, we were good for the first first order set of orders, the first, um, I would say the first month. And then, you know, next thing I know, I'm just like, oh, wait, I'm out. And then people are like, where is it? <laughs> you know, like, black women don't play. And so yes. <laughs> it's like, I don't really, I try to, I try to balance like doing a lot of promotion, my ads and everything with, you know, the supply because I can't always just keep like tons on deck. So that, that's one of the problems I do run into. Actually. And, and you don't want to have sold out up there for too long either. Right, right. Because then people will start um, not wanting to <laughs> come back. And yes. They'll get to the, yeah, they'll feel like they can't actually ever get your product at all. So, so is, yeah. how do you manage that? How do you manage your supplier relationships so that, and I know you're working with people in China. So with their schedule, are you, have you found a system of kind of figure out, figured out when's the best time to order before they go dark for like a holiday, for example? Yeah, that is the worst. So like I actually ran into that specifically with an order that issue was a specific issue that I faced um where they were on holiday for like a week for some reason um and I didn't know and they didn't even give me any um preparation, right? So you would think like at least in the states 
I feel like we tell people in advance, like, oh, you know, our office is going to be out for the next two weeks or something for the holidays or between Christmas and don't expect to hear from us. But they just don't say that. So you have to kind of keep track of their own of their holidays and and ask them. So now I have like a Chinese holiday calendar where I'm like, you guys have a calendar coming up, right? And they can tell me whether they observe it or don't. Um, but yeah, so it it's... Um, like I said, it's challenging, but I think we've gotten into the, um, I guess, gotten into like a, a groove where now he knows what to do, what the turnaround is. But another, the issue that I have with this specific supplier and actually a lot of other suppliers is that they always want to give you the best news. So there may be a delay on their end, but they're going to say the date, they don't get, keep dates like honest and realistic. So I have to prepare on my end to prepare for these buffers, like add days to whatever they're saying to me, because they always try their best to give you like the best case scenario. And I say like, I'm always like, give me the worst case scenario. (laughs) But they just want to tell you the best things that they possibly can do. So um, instead, I have to kind of put that into my own projections of when things will arrive or when they'll be able to do and complete things. Mm, that's so interesting and also really great tips. I've had a few people ask about um, working with suppliers in China in the Side Hustle Pro Facebook group. And what I find interesting is that that experience of one, people not wanting to give you bad news, you know, they want you to keep working with them. And then two, like having to be on top of their holidays. That's crazy. I mean, <laughs> yeah, they, I mean, I, I've, I've given them like a strong talking to you know, <laughs> like, can you please tell me, you know, without yes. like destroying the relationships. But right. like, yeah, I need to know, like when you're not going to be here, it matters. Right. I always hear Chinese New Year is a big one when like, you know, they're just out of out of touch for weeks. Yeah, a month almost. Mm -hmm. A month and some change, actually. Speaking of that, on the topic of that, uh, is there a difference between shipping by sea or air? And if so, how did you decide what path to go with? I didn't. um, I think mine is shipped by air because I use DHL. Okay. But I actually went with the, tried to go with the cheapest, cheapest, fastest option. Mm -hmm. So like how fast and then, okay, of those, how cheap. Um, and so that's why we, but they're still pretty expensive because the product is heavy. Uh, but I'm not sure whether, I'm pretty sure it has to be by air because you can't get stuff from China to America in four days if it's not by air. Okay. So, um, and they have a lot of like, uh, um, I was going to say customs. So there's a lot of customs, uh, things that you have to go through if for some reason they decide to like sample your product or open your product. Like it's just kind of like random. They'll say, um, you know, they, you have to provide all of your proof, um, your FDA approvals and all that other stuff. So um, I don't know which one will get you through that easier. Maybe they don't check if you do it by land or something like that. Maybe they don't like randomly, you know, go through your packages. But I definitely had a hold up one time of almost a week because it was just caught up in the customs process. Oh, wow. So then they contact you, custom contacts you and ask for the paperwork? Yeah, they'll, yeah, and they pass it through so-and-so who passes it through so-and-so, and and it's, like, not just, like, oh, where's the paperwork? Here's the paperwork. Okay, let my stuff go. That's not how it works. (laughs) (laughs) So they're, like, you know, they'll have, like, another person who has to read it, and then... I was like, oh, cleared that. And then they were like, okay, now you have to go through the FDA. I had to go through like the U.S. Customs approval. Then it goes to the FDA approval. Um, so it was just like approval after approval. And then like that takes two days and that takes two days. And now your order is now delayed by whatever, 
you know, amount of time. So wow. yeah, they're just be random. If they choose to do random um, checks, which yes. happens with customs in China, especially because of Trump and our, our relationship with China, it's a little bit tricky right now. Mm. So with all of this that's going on and how, you know, tricky it is to deal with suppliers, let's go back to the customers. What has been the reaction and feedback from customers and how are you managing that process of customer service? So, yeah, customer service is, uh, I was going to say difficult (laughs) because I um, feel like it's really like a handholding process. And I'm thanking God for all my other jobs that I had in my past, like, you know, where I had to do side, uh, like I was going to say a side hustle, but I had to do customer service. Um, So like dealing with that, I know that the customer is always right. Don't get into it with them. Like just, just do whatever they say. Um, So thankfully I'm able, I'm equipped, well-equipped to be able to deal with the customers, but it is a difficult process at times because people want immediate responses. Um, And like, sometimes I'm in class or, (laughs) you know, that kind of thing. And it's like, um, you don't always, you're not always available to do exactly what they want, which is why I have that Tidio app that comes on my phone. So sometimes I'm in a meeting and I'm writing to my customer while I'm in the meeting or replying to the meet, replying to them, um, while I'm doing other things. It's kind of like a text comes through to my phone. Wow. I like that. Yeah. I'm going to employ that for my own side hustle pro shop. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> did anything surprise you about customer reactions or feedback? Yeah, yeah. So there were, so I didn't realize I had two audiences. So I have um, a bunch of estheticians who are really interested in the product. And then I have like normal people like you and me who are interested in it. And so like, I didn't realize that there, that's something that was surprising to me, first of all, that I even had like professionals who were interested in this at-home product. And it's because like a lot of them are self-made, um, have created their own, like their own following um, and are always looking for ways to improve skin for, you know, African-Americans, a lot of African-American estheticians. So um, it's just that they can't use lasers. So it's a tricky thing is because I have this whole demographic that I could um, tap into, but can't tap into with this product. So it's very interesting to find that out. Um, another thing was that uh, a lot of that a lot of people want hair removal, which is something I'm still working on. <laughs> they see black people see hair removal and they're like, we don't have it. <laughs> you know, we want it. Right. They see, you laser, know, we see a laser. Right, and we're like, oh, so this is for, but yeah. yeah. So the message is like sometimes a little bit unclear, I think, to people because they just see laser and they're like, okay, we want this and we see laser. So you must have this. And I'm like, sorry, this is not the one yet. Um, and then also um, people expect, even with like the laser, they expect an immediate, immediate result. So it's like, oh, this is technology. This is, I'm supposed to zap away my like, zap away everything. Um, and it's right. Like, my, my like 20 year old dark spot tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, um, yeah, you have to, you have to use that, but I do have like a return policy and I do allow for people to have like this time where they can explore and look through, um, like the tutorials that we have up and just like do research and see what best, best things like will work for them um, in, in conjunction with the laser um, just so that they can get the optimal results. And if for some reason they find that it doesn't work in some time frame that they expect, because everyone's skin is different, right? So it's like, for some people, it works faster. Some people saw results in a week and some people like don't see results for about 30 days or something like that, 31 days, um, things like that. I get responses like that. So, um, but yeah, it's just something that I had to find out as well. You, you have to, and then also, 
I'm, another thing, I'm sorry, I forgot about this, is that uh, there's a learning curve. So a lot of people don't want to read directions and don't ah, want to like Yes, can we talk about questions. it? <laughs> 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 and I'm one of those people, so I get it. Right, like, right. I really get it. So like when I uh, send people their laser, I usually include like a handwritten note. And in that note, I'm like, please watch the YouTube videos or please like reach out with any questions because I don't want them burning themselves. I don't want them like putting the settings up too high and just like going bonkers on some areas that they shouldn't. Some people ask me, can I use this on my eye? I'm like, no, you cannot use this on your eye. (laughs) What? (laughs) I am not shaming anyone, but you cannot use it on your eye. (laughs) Oh my God. So you really have to, that's not, not, I've probably gotten that question maybe about 10 times. Wow. And yeah, it's just very like, yeah, I get very nervous about, about that. So it is something that I, I, I probably would love to have, um, more hands-on input with. Um, and that's another thing I added. So like when I get this new package, um, I, I call it like the prime package. It basically includes like almost everything you need. And in that I was like, okay, you know what I'm going to add? I'm going to add to it um, tutorials. So like mm-hmm. if anyone needs a specific tutorial for whatever area, they can, I can make one for them because I don't want any issues or any problems where people are just like totally confused. And a lot of people don't want to read. They just want to see. So I think a video would be helpful. So I included that. And it's just like, a, it's maybe like five minutes of my time. And I think it'd be pretty useful for the client. The customer education piece. It's one we touched on last time about how difficult that can be with a product like this, because it's critical that people understand the the safety standards and also trust the safety of this product. So it seems like you're growing in this area. And so you are starting to learn the different ways people, um, I guess, will actually consume information and consume the instructions a little bit quicker so are you are you thinking it's it's better with video rather than like the instructions in the box yeah i think i mean i think i still have to include that but i think that video is the better way to go especially with our generation nobody wants to sit there and read it people want to have that um like have that click you know and and in the email that i send out like when people purchase i put it in there and I, I haven't figured out how to time it correctly. Like when people receive their package, right. I guess there, maybe there's something in there that receive their package. Like here's a, here's a YouTube video, his instruction. Cause I would love to like have that happen. Um, maybe I just have to pay a little bit more attention and do it manually until I can figure it out. But um, yeah, definitely. I think YouTube is the best way for people to consume that type of information. Love it. Love it. And, um, you know, we recently had a guest on the show, uh, Sharice Jones of Shop Sassy Jones Boutique. And she discovered, and what's really set her boutique apart is she has these bright, vibrant accessory pieces. And she realized that her customers, um, a lot of people were scared of the the pieces. They were like, I, I can't wear this. This is for like a diva. And so she is just consistently hosting these live streams, letting people know different ways to wear them and just making it more accessible and less daunting. So, um, you know, as you speak about that, that just reminded me of of that and and how consuming the instructions via video and like disarming people and letting them know the how over and over again, because obviously not everyone's going to see that first video. So having to commit to doing it over and over again can be helpful. And that's something that you bring up. um, And I know we've talked about this on the side. There's two things. So So one of them is that I want to start going to like beauty expos and things like that so that people can see me and meet me and I can like show them in person how to use it. Mm. But like another thing that you we've talked about is um, creating like a, 
a weekly time where I'm because I'm never going to run out of dark spots. I guarantee you that I'm going to always have <laughs> I'm always have a period pimples. I'm always going to have some dark spots that are going to pop up. So doing like a weekly video where, you know, or stream where I'm using my laser on a dark spot or dark area. And that's something that um, I have started like you know how you plan everything to the t and just like haven't pulled the trigger yes so there's something i started and like you know need to improve upon um moving forward and i definitely next time hold me accountable next yes. time i'm here i will have those vid- those those weekly okay. um, setups coming on um thinking about mel well there's already a hashtag called melanated mondays but i'm gonna come up with something cool um where we can can go over how to use the bell yes. lasers and that kind of thing. Love it. Well, we're going to get to your goals before we go today. <laughs> but yes, that is a good one. So with all of this, everything that we're talking about, it sounds like a lot of blind spots. You know, you don't know what you don't know. Mm. And there are things that you're just not going to realize until you launch your product. So what are some areas you think you overlooked, including what you just touched on? But what are some of the biggest areas you think were blind spots that you now realize were blind spots? Well, I thought that, first of all, people open your emails, right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, because I mean, well, it only could be a just, percentage, only a percentage. Yeah. Yeah. It's just maybe it's like, you know, I mean, people do open them considering my open rate is pretty high. But like, and I knew that, right? I worked, I worked in uh, like marketing before, not like a pro like you, but I've done some work in that. And I know that the open rates are pretty, are pretty low, but geez. And then. Um, so like, that's something that I wish that I would have like understood better because writing these emails, I think I'm like, I think I'm giving people all these types, this, all this information that's really going to help them to understand the product. And it's like, you know, (laughs) 6% of the people open it, if that 2% 2 on some emails. And so, you know, we got to get get the email rate up. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I got to get the email rate up. We got to get the email rate up. Um, Cause that's, that's a whole another show in and of itself. Yeah. So that's blind. That's a blind spot. Um, So I got to figure that out. And I have a whole boyfriend who knows how to do this. And so I bug him, but (laughs) we'll see how that works. Um, And then, so yeah, and then, so I I also need to talk to more customers. And so like one email, one of the emails that I sent out was um, just like a pick a time on my schedule so that you can talk to me about what your concerns are about the product. And I got two people who signed up, but I really would love to talk to more of my customers. Mm. Um, like just, and I gave them 15 minutes of my time, which is really like a lot for me to give. I was going to give like a whole bunch of people 15 minutes of my time. Um and I still want to do that. So I really want to talk to the customers more um, besides like outside of, you know, where's my package or like, you know, that kind of thing. Right. I'd love to to engage with them a little bit more. So that's like definitely a blind spot. And I need to figure out how to best or better address that. Um, the whole shipping supplier relationship. I didn't I didn't realize, like I said, I didn't realize there were a couple of of there are going to be some snafus in there that you just aren't that aren't expected some that should have been expected mm. um so yeah i just i think some of those are their major blind spots as well and which would you say was like the biggest challenge and how are you working to overcome it there's I, there's so many things to work on um, i think one of the bigger ones is and i touched on this earlier is trying to figure out what to do with this esthetician group of people who mm. really want to use it who because like it's not just one it's like I've had like major a major influencer who like major major who mm-hmm. was really interested in the product I've had 
like uh, a lot of people email me on the side, like, well, how can we use this? Like they want to get around because the law literally says that they can't use this at home laser on other people, oh. uh, any at home lasers. It could be like, you know, anything. It could be yeah. the hair removal, anything. You just can't do it even as an esthetician. And so mm-hmm. like trying to figure out a way or if read through the bylaws to figure out what states, um, because it's state by state. So some have some allowances on conditional upon these different things. And I haven't read through all of the law to figure out like who I can actually market to, but it's have a significant portion of them who are interested in it and they can make money off of it. So it's not just like, you know, hey, I can get this is this is a one to one and done. These are people who could use the product, sell the product for me. And also, you know, if if for some reason, you know, 10 years down the line, they need to buy another one, they are there to be a repeat customer. Got it. So, yes, I need to really kind of hone in on that. Right. And that's something that, you know, so that's something that is is high priority. You know, when you say that, it just reminds me of how sometimes our biggest challenges are actually our biggest opportunities, because as as much of a mental block as it might seem right now, when you figure that out, when you're able to partner with, let's say, salons or, you know, some smaller estheticians and they may provide these services and then they're able to provide this as an in-between touch-up product for their customers. Because when I got, you know, laser hair removal, that was my biggest thing. I'm like, okay it's great that the hair is gone, but what about my dark spots? And they would give me like, you know, creams and all sorts of stuff that don't work. <laughs> so if you are able to do do that, that is a huge opportunity. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And the thing is, is that I think it would be a very similar, so all the lasers are NDAG, the stuff that we can use on black people's skin, basically <laughs> brown people's skin is NDAG, but it's just different types of probes and different um, nanometers and all different types of ways to change the laser to get it to work. So, you know, if they were smart, they would have told you like, oh, it's a different treatment. Um, but they just, they and they try to get real you with extra money to get extra money out of you. But yep. <laughs> But anyway, that's what I'm saying is that estheticians actually could do that if they, you know, these these services go for at the minimum like $200 a pop if you go to the salon or go to not the salon, but go to the doctor or go to like an esthetician. Right. So, yeah, they can make some money off of this. And so I'm trying to figure out a way for that. Oh, we going to figure it out. We are going to figure it out. <laughs> hey, guys, it's Michaela here with a quick word from our sponsors. So the number one question I get about side hustling is how do I get started? And the other day I decided to kind of take inventory of what I was doing in my early days of side hustling. How did I get started with Side Hustle Pro? And the biggest thing that stood out to me is that I was always investing in skill and personal development, meaning, and I like to do just in time learning. So when I was ready to do something new or try something else, I would invest in a class to learn that skill and then practice implementing it. So the rest of my development and learning came from my actual experience. So I highly recommend you do the same. What is it that you want to do? Do you want to finally put up your website? Then head over to Skillshare and take a class on putting up your website. Do you want to get started with social media and you're not sure how to start? Head over to Skillshare and start taking some classes. Skillshare is so great because it's an online learning community. It has over 25,000 classes in anything you can think of from photography to entrepreneurship, even podcasting. And right now they are offering a special offer just for Side Hustle Pro listeners. You can get two months of unlimited access to Skillshare for free. Imagine what you can do in two months, how many classes you can take. But remember to do the implementation piece, all right? 
So head over to Skillshare.com slash Side Hustle Pro. That's Skillshare.com slash Side Hustle Pro to get started with your two free months. And one more time, that's Skillshare.com slash Side Hustle Pro. Story time. Let me tell you about the first time I had to send an invoice to a client. It was back in 2011. I was doing some social media freelance work for a major brand. And when it was time to get paid, they told me to just invoice them. I was racking my brain like, how do I send an invoice? How does this process work? Then I discovered FreshBooks. I signed up for an account, created my very first invoice, sent it over to the client, and they paid it immediately. The whole thing was seamless. And I also remember feeling super proud because I look professional and that's what I want. That's why I highly recommend FreshBooks for my fellow side hustlers. FreshBooks invoicing and accounting software is designed specifically for small business owners. It's simple, it's intuitive, and it keeps you way more organized than anything you would try to do on your own. FreshBooks lets you create and send professional looking invoices in 30 seconds and then get them paid two times faster with automated online payments. Plus, you can file expenses even quicker and keep them perfectly organized for tax time. And the best part? FreshBooks grows alongside your business, so you'll always have the tools you need when you need them without ever having to learn accounting. Try it free for 30 days, no catch and no credit card required. Just go to freshbooks.com slash side hustle pro and enter side hustle pro in the how did you hear about us section. Again, that's freshbooks.com slash side hustle pro and tell them side hustle pro sent you. Okay, now Lisa, I know that you are, you play every role in your business. And I just want to know how you're juggling these roles with your schedule. For example, shipping, returns, you mentioned that there's some returns, customer service responses. Do you set hours? I know you're not out on dates responding to, you know, your Tidio app. So how are you juggling? (laughs) What, what, what is your system? Um, So there is, there's a, it has to happen now. Like, so when I, <laughs> it's like, it's like I say for shipping, um, for shipping returns, first of all, returns, I can process those pretty much immediately. So if I get something or a request for somebody, which hasn't been that, it's not, thankfully, it hasn't been that many of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I can literally just do it immediately on my phone and send out the the shipping return to them. Um, like it's like a kind of like Amazon will send you one, right? You can download right, it. Right. It's prepaid and then they can ship it back to me. Um, the only issue is that I have a lot of international customers. And so um, with them, I can't prepay for that because it costs like 50 bucks. I'm not, that's like, <laughs> that's like all my money right there. Right. Like if I give them, if I give them pay for that, then, you know, it'll be um, out the window. So I can't really do that. But anyways, with returns, I kind of find the time to do that immediately. Shipping, as soon as I get the notification, I like, as soon as I get back to a place where I can start f- fulfilling the orders, I do so and set it up for the next morning to go out unless it's Sunday. So like people will put orders in on Sunday and then, which is on my website because it's according to the rules. I have to put that there, but <laughs> I would try to do it within 24 hours. And if it's Sunday, I definitely am not fulfilling orders. Like that's like one of my, I close the door on Sundays, but <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. But you know, so I um, try to do things immediately, but as far as scheduling out time, I try to do things in the morning because um, a lot of my course work or meetings are not until the afternoon. Okay. So it'll be my morning time will be dedicated to Bell stuff. Um, 
and the rest of it will be, you know, back to work. And then when I come back at night, if I have some more energy, then I'll come back to it. And if there's any shipping, like I said, or any other fulfillments, then those happen, happen, have to happen, I'm sorry, at that time. How has running Bell 51, if at all, um, just clarified for you how you can continue to apply your coursework and your dissertation studies to further your business? Um, so I think, I so Bell 51 is a really great opportunity for me. I have plans um, to get Columbia involved at some point in time. So there's a, outside of the dissertation work, because my my studies are in decision making and that kind of thing, and in I guess ultimately I could try to be manipulative in some capacity in marketing and figure that out. But I'm I'm using I'm going to try to see what I can do as far as making people understand like uh, the learning process and mm-hmm. the, that's how people choose to learn um, and go out of their way to make that decision to do so. So that's something that is a part of my dissertation research and I probably could apply to Bell at one one point. Um, I just have to finagle that in there, you know, get my advisor to not see that it's like applicable <laughs> in any way um, to business and, you know, only academia. Um, but I think that's one way. But another thing is that I was thinking that Columbia has a lot of programs and a lot of joint programs with the business school, with the engineering school. And one particular program they have is something that uh, is in relationship with the biomed- with biomedical engineering. And if I, while I'm still working on getting this hair removal laser together, it'd be a great opportunity for me to get um, them to pay for a lot of these things for me. So if you're in school, it's not necessarily a deterrent. You can always find a way to make a partnership or use like relationships to, you know, get to the next level. Yes, yes. Get schools to pay for stuff. I wish I had done this when I was at Michigan, like get them to pay for conferences, get them to pay for your research. Uh, go to the business school, the entrepreneurship center. <laughs> they want to right. fund people. They want to fund all of your experiments. <laughs> right. Yeah, they do. They do. And it's that's exactly what I'm thinking. So it's like once I get a second, I'm going to go ahead and go over there and start, you know, mm-hmm. if I can't figure it out on my own. And it really requires me to like, because what happened is already this this technology that I have existed and I was able to like tweak it and then, you know, use from there, like move forward. But if I have to create something from scratch, like all the way from scratch, then it'd be great to have like somebody like Columbia, somebody, a school like Columbia, or have like resources by them to help me pay for all that. Cause that would be like almost a half a million dollars to get that type of stuff done. Yes. I noticed when you first started out, when you first launched, you were working with a lot of influencers to promote the product and to raise awareness and brand awareness. What is working these days when it comes to marketing for you? Um, ads are really working. So I'm not going to say that influencers, influencers can help to add credibility. They are great. Like a lot of them are great people. Like I really love the influencers that I work with. Um, and you know, they can do videos for you and show people how to use it, like their followers. Um, and I think people take mental notes. And so like, you know, a lot of people will probably purchase as a result of something they saw from an influencer in their future. So it's good for them for me to have influencers post and have um, them get customers into my pipeline. But as far as immediate purchasing, like if I want to get results immediately, I haven't found that from influencers. I've actually found that from honing in on a message, um, getting the marketing out there and like testing all these different types of ads. So I'm always testing ads. I like don't post as much anymore with influencers, which I need to still get back on, but I do a lot of ad testing. So honing in on what works, especially for the Instagram platform, 
um, has been helpful. And I think, I think just like seeing what is, you know, the viral messages and memes and things like that, seeing what gets a lot of likes, you go in shade room, things like that, you know, you can kind of get an idea of like what people want to see um, as far as products uh, coming through and the type of messages that they respond to, respond mm. to. So when you say you're testing different ads, like what what are you um, using? What what kind of different ads are you testing? So are you experimenting with more image based versus more, you know, text on the top with like a video? What have you found has been like your secret, your 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 real uh, secret weapon with your ads? Yeah. So I actually I tried a lot of different things. So the first thing I tried was like this kind of clinical looking ad um that's like when i first got it then i um then i was going into like videos where there were before and afters and just so people know so they don't waste their money um you can't do before and afters on instagram um they will they like they'll let you post it immediately and then they'll like tell you that you can't use that moving forward and it's because they said they don't want people to like feel, I guess, I don't know, lack of terminology, but like uh, basically they don't want to feel people, people to feel targeted. Okay. You're saying that they're, that the before was bad. Oh. So, so like they, um, will like not let you post that. So Hmm. I created like a bunch of ads that had videos like that and they were like, ma'am, we cannot post, you cannot, you know, we can't have you have these on the thing. So I removed all of those. Um, and then they found another way to tell me I couldn't post videos, which was based on, um, I was I was secluding uh, I was excluding other audiences by talking about black and brown skin. Mm-hmm. So they don't like that. Um, so <laughs> I tested I tested other a bunch of other ads um, from the influencers that did post. I I, the, I would create ads from the things that they did post. Um, this, like you said, there are there are uh, photos with like text above, like when you see like the shade room kind of post things like that, that works really well. And that's because it's brand borrowing ultimately just because people are identifying that with a little bit of credibility from what they know. Um, And then, yeah, I think, I think the combination of, and I think the videos were actually getting a lot of buzz before they told me, so I've done like three edits on them and each one, they find some other rule that I'm going to use. I had a but, ad like that where I just kept trying to tweak the title, <laughs> a little bit of the text, put it back in for, and they would be, come back like a day later, like, this is decline, ma'am. <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> what? Trying to write a, I try to write emails, you know, I try right. to act like they were being racist, which right. they were. <laughs> Right. They come down so hard on anything related to black people these days. And I'm like, we are not the problem. Okay. Our little, our brands are not the problem. You need to go after some other people, but we'll leave it at that. Um, But just let me be great. But let me be great. (laughs) But you raise an important point about you just have to keep testing different things. If one ad did not perform well for you, do not try to create the exact same type of ad. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think some things performed well that I didn't expect to perform well. And, you know, it's just, you know, it's a, it's a process. And so you have your ads that you are like, okay, I'm going to spend this much money on them. And I haven't spent like crazy amounts of money yet um, because I'm trying to disperse everything evenly, like back into the product, back into, you know, development of new things. And, right. you know, but I mean, it does, it, it, you can see like what you should spend on. And if you are smart about it, you'll be able to invest well. Mm. So what is not working for you when it comes to marketing these days? Um, let me see. 
I'm like looking through my Instagram right now. Um, <laughs> what does not working for marketing? I think, I think what doesn't work is, I well, what did not work was like I said, the very clinical, like white background. Um, you know, I got, I got these, these ads made by, um, I'm trying to think what the company was, the company name was, that was like a while ago, but I got these ads made where it looked like a special for like, I don't know, like proactive commercials or something like that, where they're like, yeah, like where they look very clinical, like white background, like, look at this product is very like, you can use this to get clear skin. And I thought it would work really well and that did not. So I think people really just want organic ads, organic feedback, and, and then also something that kind of, like I said, brand borrows, that kind of thing where it's like, what do you mean by brand borrows? Well, the shit, like I said, like those, like borrowing an idea from what's working on other brands. I mean, like, for example, if I were to use Fenty beauty products and then also use my laser, that'd be like kind of brand borrowing. Like it's like matching on equity. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sharing that. Yes, exactly. Like, and then, but because shade room has like a specific type of font, if I use that font, Mm -hmm. then people are going to automatically Associate. associate that. And so I think things like that are like what brings people attention to your ads is they're seeing that. And, you know, a lot of these gossip blogs or gossip, um, Instagram profiles have specific fonts to them. It doesn't even have to be the shade room. It has, there are a lot of them that have different fonts that are special to them and it draws the eye like, Hey, what's going on here? And so, you know, I think that those types of things at this point are very, very helpful. I see a lot of people doing it. I certainly have adapted it a bit for how I promote my episodes. So, you know, you, you just have to keep testing what is working and, uh, tweak accordingly. And you guys, Master the Gram revamp is coming to help you guys with that, just to share everything that I've learned in the last two years and all the updates um, for what is working right now. Because, you know, yeah. things that used to work don't work. They and, do not. And, and they, the they be hating. They, they cut down <laughs> your ads and it's sad, but you can get back up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you bring up a really good point. Everything yeah. changes. Like everything. my girlfriend was asking me, she's like, how do you like, I'm like, girl, everything changes all the time. I'm right. like you really have to stay on it they change the algorithm and you just need to have somebody who knows what's going on because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the only way so give us an update on your goals from last time um so the two goals you mentioned that you were wanting to work on since the in, in the time between july and now was replacing income so that the company can be self-sufficient and have bills paid from the company account versus the personal account and growing the company to a little bit of name recognition. So give us an update on where you stand with those two goals. I think that for as far as A goes, it, the company is self-sufficient. I feel pretty good about that. Um, it hasn't replaced like a full-time job yet, but it, and that's partially because I'm reinvesting the money. I think it, if I got to the point where, you know, you have to kind of get to the point where it's double, right, right, <laughs> double your old job in order for you to actually make your old job, um, only because you have to, you know, keep growing it in, in different ways, but it is self-sufficient. And so like the money is like, whatever's being made is, is going ex- right back into the company. And so like, I feel good about that. I don't, I don't have that concern. Um, and then as far as name recognition, I feel like that's happening. It's happening slowly, but I definitely feel like it's happening. And, you know, I run into people who do know that. And this show definitely helped a lot. Um, and then also, um, you know, just like the influencers that I had post, I kind of do like the influencer 
like an influencer bomb where I'll like have like five or six of them post like around the same time. And so like with that happening, you know, you kind of people keep that name in their in their brain. And so, you know, having that happen helps me to get some recognition. So I'll, I'll get like DMs and things like that where people are like, hey, what's going on? I heard about this product. And so it's been good so far. All right. You know, one thing that I as you were speaking, I just thought of is the fact that, you know, Black Friday is coming up. It'll be Black Friday mm-hmm. um, <laughs> before you know it. <laughs> what's been your approach to preparing for that? Yeah, so I'm getting together like a bunch of content. I'm getting like, as far as emails go, I'm getting together a bunch of content. I have ordered a lot of product, a lot of a lot for me, <laughs> a lot of product. Yeah. Um, and um, I'm preparing to give some steep discounts just so that, you know, we can can ha- take advantage of what's going to happen in Black Friday. I want everyone to be able to to remember that they can come here on Black Friday and also take care of, um, well, um, to take advantage, I'm sorry, of, of the discounts that they normally would see elsewhere. Mm. So y'all mark your calendars because this is this is not going to be every day that you get no, these discounts. So, <laughs> so we, we are definitely going to be back to checking on you in the next three months. What goals are you focused on this time over the next three months? Yeah, so I uh, wanted to first uh, of all, like, reach out to more engineers. I did meet with some um, here while I was, you know, at Columbia, just to try to get some Black engineers involved. But they're, some are not as, like, business-driven at this point. And so, like, trying to see if I can get some more Black engineers involved. Um, and I have some friends who I've reached out to and things like that. And so I'm really trying to make it more of um of a more than one person company <laughs> get someone in as a, like a kind of like a co-founder. Hmm. And then you also mentioned about, you know, the doing more lives. So is that something you're going to hunker down and focus on? Yeah, for sure. That is one thing that I'm definitely going to be going into um, is making sure I have more tutorials um, on my YouTube channel and then also doing like a weekly live stream where I do tutorials as well. Um, I am also in the process of getting two other products launched. Um, one is going to be for um, cellulite and then the other one is going to be for just like, I guess like more of like a clear skin, wrinkles. Um, it's not specifically for dark spots. Uh, it's more like keloids, wrinkles, and evening of skin in general. Um, so there's two more products I'm working on on launching in this, in, hopefully in this time frame. Definitely before the next time we speak. Oh, wow. And so, yeah, it's like uh, just kind of, yeah, I've been busybody. Yes. So Your ambition you makes tell. me tired, it, but in a, in a good way. I'm like, what am I doing? You're launching two new products. <laughs> well, it's because, you know what I found? And I forgot to mention this when you were talking about like what customers, what have I found for my customers? But right. they're looking for like everything. Mm. Like Black women need solutions for everything. And I thought that it was only going to be uh oh dark spots and hair removal or something like that right like but they need everything they want they want keloids removals they want scar removal they want you know even skin they don't want wrinkles they like there's so many (laughs) things that i mean black don't crack but sometimes it does a little bit sometimes it does (laughs) okay we've all seen black crack let's be real tiny crack you know and, and there's like, a lot of makeup over crack. the cracks too so. of some, of the, some of the people who talk about it don't crack there's a lot of makeup over those cracks yeah um, no shade at all but let, let's take Mm-mm. care of our skin underneath the makeup Mm-mm. we do not want no cakey cracks mm-hmm. not with no makeup <laughs> <on>. <laughs> well i i'm so excited to see your progress i'm so proud of you like this you have accomplished a lot since the last time we spoke you know usually you check in on people and they're still 
talking about what they're thinking about, but you've actually been doing it. So I can't wait to hear, you know, our next check-in. And now let's do a quick lightning round. Um, Tell the people what is on your mind. Just answer the first thing that comes to mind. You ready? Okay, I'm ready. All righty. So number one, what is a resource that is currently helping you in the side hustle that you can share with the Side Hustle Pro audience? Um, I think earlier I was talking to you guys about uh, this like chat app and it's uh, or, in, or plugin for Shopify and it's called Tidio, which is spelled T-I-D-I-O. And I guess like kind of like tidy, but it keeps all of, it's a pop-up, it's uh, on your on your page so people can uh, ask you questions on your website and then that goes straight to your phone as a chat and you can reply to them through that in real time. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for sharing how to spell it too. Okay. Number two, what's been the best investment that you have made in your business this year? I think, hmm, that's a, that's a hard one. The best investment that I've made this year is education. I think that, you know, the courses that I take, I told you I took that founder course. That was a really, it wasn't cheap, <laughs> but it was definitely a good investment. And I think that courses where, you know, you address your weaknesses um, and I will continue to do so, um, will definitely, are definitely good investments. Mm. Number three, what is one of your hacks for being productive and not procrastinating? This is my list, keeping my list updated. And then I also set alarms. So things that I do procrastinate on or postpone, I'm not going to say procrastinate, I postpone. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, set them, I, set, I set an alarm in my phone, not just like on my calendar. Like, a, you know how you can set an, uh, right. an event on your calendar? No, I set an actual alarm that like is obnoxious. And rings um, with a title on the alarm of what I have to do um, to get it done that day. So I think that that's been really helpful for me. Mm. Number four, what is a non-negotiable part of your day these days? Um, you know, I at this at this point I do have like I have like breakfast, which I didn't used to do. <laughs> I think that that like kind of gives me a centering in the morning. So. I don't know. This is a new, it's a new thing, but it's kind of been a constant thing that I, I've had since I moved to New York and started like this whole everything school and job and bell at the same time. <laughs> oh, I like that. And then finally, number five, what is your current advice? Current top of mind advice for fellow side hustlers who are juggling school and work? I think treating both like a job is really important. So um, treat your treat school like a job, like get your stuff done. I was going to say something else, but get your stuff done. And like, um, you know, for work, like don't let people don't don't commit to anything more than the hours that you're supposed to be there for either is what I'm basically getting at. Keep keep both at nine to five. <laughs> <laughs> that just reminds me how it would always be fun. When people would be so excited about some kind of team building activity outside of work hours, I would be like already trying to figure out what my excuse was going to be. <laughs> oh, yeah, like, girl. And it's not fair. I'm like, no, you cannot have my Friday night. Are you kidding me? Like, no. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to see you. job ends at. <laughs> no. So, they always want to have happy hours. Right. And, and you have to do a little bit of it for politics. I get it. You you guys but you know try to be strategic so before we go uh, remind people again where they can connect with you and bell 51 after this episode okay you can uh follow us on instagram at bell 51 co and also our website www.bell51.com 
All right, there you have it, guys. Head over to sidehustlepro.co for all of the show notes from this episode, including all the helpful links and resources mentioned in this episode by Lisa. Thank you so much for joining us in the guest chair, and we will talk to you next week. Hey, hey, thanks for listening. Now stay connected in between episodes by texting Side Hustle Pro to 44222. You'll get my weekly Six Bullet Saturday newsletters where I share what I'm up to, what I'm reading, my business tip of the week, and resources to help you grow your side hustle. And I'm working behind the scenes on some live events, which my email list will get access to first. So make sure you're in the loop. Text Side Hustle Pro to 44222 or visit sidehustlepro.co slash SBS. Thank you.